0: Wings Kernersville proudly presents The Nest with head coach Todd Willard, hosted by Rod Thunderbird. The Nest is brought to you by East Coast Wings Kernersville, Kevin Bug, State Farm Insurance, The Collegiate Store, Cindy Swain, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and Haveline Express Lube Kernersville. Here's your host, Rod Thunderbird. We welcome everyone to the ninth edition of our inaugural season of the Nest with head football coach Todd Willard of the East Forsyth Fighting Eagles. We're in the best city in the triad, Kernersville, baby, also known as the Big K Vegas. This is the ninth edition of the Nest, and it is presented by East Coast Wings, which is where we are sitting right now. East Coast has some of the tastiest wings in town and they're located at 800 North Main Street in Kernersville. So please come on out and enjoy the atmosphere, great people, and all the flavors that East Coast Wings has to offer. We want to thank East Coast Wings for their awesome hospitality and making us feel right at home. East Coast Wings is the title sponsor for the entire 2019 East Precise football season. And we would also like to take this moment to thank and recognize our other sponsors in addition to East Coast Wings. And they include Kevin Bug of State Farm Insurance, The Collegic Shop, Haveline Express Lube, and Cindy Swaim of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. I'm your host, Rod Funderburk, and I'm sitting here with head coach and Kernersville's living legend, Coach Todd Willard. <laughs> coach... How we doing today, my good man? I'm,
1: I'm, I'm getting curious after every—well, not after every loss, but I'm, I'm waiting when, when this, uh, this is gonna change one time here. I'm, I'm
0: waiting for it. Coach, we're never gonna change, man. The things that you've done for East Forsyth and the way you put East Forsyth on the map after we've been down, we're not gonna change. Kernersville, East Forsyth, all the natives—we have nothing, nothing but love for you, my good man. Coach, who'd you bring with you tonight?
1: I got to uh, today my head JV coach and our varsity running back coach, and he calls our offensive plays for us. Uh, Damian Boo, right now, he is probably the living legend of Kernersville. <laughs> he has our uh, JV team, I believe, at eight and all right now. I believe oh, it nice. is. congratulations! And, uh, sir, you know, we you. beat uh, he beat uh, Reagan's JV, who was undefeated last week. So, uh, okay. we
2: got him here.
0: Good deal. What, Coach Boo, how long have you been part of the East Forsyth program that Coach Todd Willard building here um, or has be, built here?
2: This will be my uh, fourth year.
0: Oh, good deal. And so how you enjoying season.
2: it? It's been well. You know, I played um, – grew up here in Winston-Salem. Uh, my brother actually went to East Forsyth, so I, I I got to coach him his last year, his senior year. And, you know, that was a great thing because I've never really been involved with him in football. But, you know, he gave me the opportunity to come on and coach his senior year, so it was great for that.
0: That's awesome. I bet that was a heck of experience. Yep. Well, congratulations on the JV team, the baby Eagles being 8-0. and o. That it is fair. a heck of an accomplishment. Well, Coach, we're going to jump right into it. You know, the Eagles played a pretty good game on Friday night, but we came up just short, and we were unable to close out the Reagan Raiders at the end of this contest. Now, this is the second loss that East has had in the last three weeks, and this loss now puts East at 7-2 and two overall, which is still a good record. One and two in the conference. And, a Coach, I know this loss was unexpected, but watching this game, it really reminded me of a heavyweight title fight. You know, there were two teams, they were slugging it out with each other. Nobody really wanted to just take the lead and knock the other guy out. And in terms of knockdowns, you know, in, in, there were knockdowns in the form of players going out maybe every other series from both sides. Yeah. And I was just wondering about that. Were, were players getting hurt or was it uh, cramps? What was going on? Yeah, we, we did. We lost uh, we lost
1: three more guys on defense during the game, so that was tough. Um, oh wow! You know, Ty uh, was cramping up a l- little bit, and um, you know, Robin Smith. I uh, we didn't we didn't bring this up last. Uh, I think Robin was on the show last week with us. Mm-hmm. He's he's fighting a back injury, so um, oh, proud wow. of him for gutting it out. So, just just a lot of a lot of nagging injuries, a lot of tough injuries, but. You know next man up i'm proud of our guys and our coaches you know we got guys out there that don't have a lot of experience and and to uh, have it come down to the end i hate the way it did um, but just proud of our guys to fight through all this adversity right now
0: coach i'm proud of them too i think they did a good job especially when you got players going down and you have to get the backups to come in and they stepped up and they went all the way to the end you really couldn't have asked for much much more and um, Now, there was a lot of physicality, in my opinion, going yeah, on in this game. It was a very physical game. Very lot of <laughs> slobber knocking out Yes, there. sir. Where do the Raiders fall in comparison to Grimsley and West Sife as it pertains to that type of physicality that you experience with those guys? Coach Boo, you want to answer that one?
2: Um, I would say they, they'll they be the third team. Um, Grimsley was, you know, really physical and, and West Sife was. I, I, I just feel like Reagan was more of a smaller smaller stature team, but was still physical in in some spots. But I feel like Grimsley and West were, you know, physical in almost every spot on offense and defense.
0: Good deal. And from my vantage point, I could tell they were really well coached too. Right, right. And uh, now what do you guys think made the biggest difference in the Eagles winning and losing this contest against the Raiders?
1: I think we had some opportunities once again that we left on the field, and, and you just can't do that. At the end of the day, um, one of the reporters, you know, they want they want some big time answer, and the, the answer is their guys made plays and we didn't. I mean, at the end right. of the day, that's what happened. I mean, you know, you go out, you run the scheme, the coaches do a good job, and at the end of the day, people got to make plays. You know, uh, that's right. You know, in the pros and the college. I mean, at the end of the day, some days it's your day, some days it's not, and and uh, you know, their quarterback. Uh, Hollingsworth had an unbelievable game. He did. Um, he Coach really McGee did. said, uh, "You know, I'm glad he played his best game of his career against you guys." And I said, "Go figure, another guy plays his best game." I get sick of coaches <laughs> telling me that, you know. But uh, he—he's, you know, he's a four-year starter there at mm-hmm. quarterback, and uh, you know, hats off to them. It, it was a physical game. I, you know, I don't think in all the positions there is physical. I thought their D line was very physical, but. Right. Uh, our old line actually played very well 74 uh I love watching steamroll some people man yes. these colleges I don't know what I know he's just under 63 so they think he's too short mm-hmm. but that guy's a dog now. 74 is a dog.
0: Well, Coach, he's not too short. The only thing that means is he can get up under somebody's man, shoulder pads and I'll rock them back in the dirt, man. That's all that that means. Oh, Jason Lindsey. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> saw Lindsey put a few people in the dirt. Matter <laughs> of fact, I think the referee had to come get him and say, hey, young man, this guy well, can't exactly. do anymore. Let exactly, him up.
2: Exactly. That's what I love watching on the sideline. I will be like, "Oh, did you
0: see him do that? <laughs>
2: Take him to the buses sometimes. <laughs> yes, sir,
0: he does, he does. Coach Boone, now you're the running backs coach. Yes, sir. Talk to us about your coaching style and how you get the running backs prepared to play on Friday nights.
2: Um, I would say I I, I feel like I bring the energy to the to you know the, to the team and everything. I do the warm ups, I do the stretches and everything. I'm also okay. in the weight room, so that's what I, I feel like I bring to the table. A lot of the times, you know, some some juice to the team. You know, I'm I'm probably, I'm the youngest coach on the staff. So <laughs> okay. Well, know, how old I, are you? I'm 25. Oh, you are a young 25. man. Yes, yeah, sir. sir. Wrong wrong remember that?
1: those days, dad? <laughs> you remember those <laughs> Lord guys? Have man. Mercy, I was a yeah. fool in those days, <laughs> <Right>. coach. Fool, <laughs> straight <laughs> fool. Thank <laughs> God they didn't have cell phones and stuff <laughs> yes, like that back sir. in those days. Yes, Yes, sir. I probably wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> be the head coach. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so, oh, and, man. And so like, I get I get the guys going, but, you know, I, I have that relationship with them that I can, you know, off the field I can joke around with it, but on the field they know I'm going to get after them and everything. You know, I mean only good intentions. So I, I get fired up sometimes, too, you know. <laughs> but um, that's just me. You know, I'm very passionate about football. I've been playing since I was about four years old, so –
0: Sounds like it, Coach. It yeah. Don't stop what you're doing. Now, you're also the JV head football coach, too, yes. as well, right? Yes. So, Coach Willer's got you doing double duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, man. I enjoy it.
2: Though. I take it on full head of steam.
0: Nothing wrong <laughs> with that. Well, talk to us a little bit about the JV squad. How are they looking? And are we developing some promising young players that are going to be able to join the varsity team and contribute pretty soon?
2: Oh, oh yes. We're we going to know some names coming up these next couple of weeks. We have, we have, uh, we have a, a great O-line that's coming up. Um, we have two great running backs, you know, that, that can contribute on Friday night, I think right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, like I said, you probably be seeing them pretty, pretty soon, and um, they both are smart. You know, they both made really big improvements since the offseason, you know, just getting in the weight room and things like that, and um, they they aren't scared, so um going to see see them soon. And um, our defense, you know, our defense has been flying around. We had some, you know, some missing spots on there, but we had we have guys that have some filled in and stepped up. But um, like I said, I try to try to. I don't want no points, but you know, like if we went. I think we only had two shutouts this yep. season. Two yep. shutouts oh, this awesome. season. So says a lot about the
0: defense. Yeah. Then. So
2: that's what our defense has been playing exceptional. Also, so. You know, we have a we got a good group of guys, yeah. you know, leading up. And I feel like um, it starts with JV. You know, that's yeah. that's the future oh, yeah. of, the, of the program. Oh, so, yeah. you know, you guys start them out early. You know, I try to – I'm real hard on them because, you know, like I said, that's the future. So, if we get them, get them going right now, we don't have to n- nothing to worry about when they get to Coach Willard.
0: You know? Nothing wrong <laughs> with that. Yeah, they'll know what tough is all <laughs> exactly. about by the time exactly. they get up there. Well, good. Sounds like you're doing a great job. And congratulations on having such a wonderful season so Thank far. You. you know, Coach, Friday night – running game seemed to stall just a little bit. There were a few times when the quarterback Ty Laws was able to Laws, excuse me, was able to run the ball. He had a couple of pretty long runs, touchdown run. And also number 3, Chris Chaplin. Yes. He had a heck of a 63-yard run and I and Dez uh, was getting on me cuz I was calling Chaplin's name all night before he even got the ball. I said, "When are they going to give it to Chaplin? This kid is quick. I want to see him hit the outside." <laughs> And uh, wasn't long after I was saying that he did get the ball, but with the running, rushing attack stalling a little bit, what was Reagan doing that gave the Eagles the most trouble as far as the rushing attack goes?
1: Well, I, I, I could tell you what it was, but I don't. Once again, I don't want to give out any secrets no, right now. No, uh, with a couple games left, uh, they did a a good job of uh, uh, doing something that we didn't see on film. So I think it took us a while to adjust to uh, mm-hmm. what they did. Um, you know, if that kind of answer is kind of what you want. I, I we got a few more games this year, so I don't well, want to, well, in case I, somebody's listening to <laughs> yeah, our show, <laughs> Davy County might uh, get this. So I don't, you know, but, uh, you know, we, we made some adjustments. Once again, we just, we left some plays on the field that we just you can't do against good teams. And with some of our inexperience and some of our youth, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of hurt us. We don't have that, you know, you know, I don't know if what you can say anymore in uh, politically correct but you know put your Podcast, foot on, coach, say what you put, want. put your foot on their throat you know what I mean oh, yeah. and uh, oh, yeah. you know tell them it's over we, we just we're, we're not quite there like last year I mean our guys right. knew how to take people's hearts and and we're not there and when you leave teams like West or or Reagan around they got good enough personnel and good enough coaching that they can overcome that you know right.
0: gotcha I'm with you. Now, although the running game was, you know, held up just a little bit, you know, there was one aspect of the, of the team that was rolling, Coach, and that was uh, old Coach Yoder was rolling with the special teams there. Now, he had some interesting calls that I did not expect on the punt team, a couple of fakes <laughs> that went on. What was going on at that time? Was this something that you called? Is this something that he called? Were we just trying to – get some momentum going so we wouldn't have a three and out what was happening with special teams where did those plays come from
1: um we, like you know we talked with kenny the or coach yoder the other other week um we take it serious we, we consider it an offensive play um you know we we, we just we got green lights uh, on certain situations and ty's got to read some things uh, coach yoder and i run the uh punt team and we we saw some things um I saw that reverse. I thought the reverse could work. We've been practicing it all year. It's one of, like we talked uh, nice. last week, you know, it's one of those things you've been working for about eight weeks, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you see where it's going to work. And uh, it worked out good, but, uh, you know, it's it's all phases. And that's, we focus very, we went over special teams a lot today. And uh, just things you see and any anything you can do to win, you know. And, uh, but, yeah. Uh, that's why I'm kind of kicking myself. We, we were we we're thinking about running a special play there at uh, the end there instead of kicking the field goal. But, uh, you know, I, I wanted to believe that we could stop them. Um, obviously, we didn't. but uh, So now as a head coach, you go back and you kick yourself. I haven't slept a lot. I haven't been happy. I haven't talked to nobody. Um, my wife doesn't like it when we lose. Um, you know, just because you doubt yourself as a head coach, you know, you play the – what you should do and then you know i'm thinking it's fourth and two we maybe we should have we had some plays in there coach horton was going maybe we should do this and maybe we should do that and and i decided to go for the field goal and now you, hindsight's 2020, and you go well maybe we should have went for the touchdown and, and once again maybe tried to take their heart and uh You know, in that next situation, we're probably going to – I'll tell David we're going to go for it next time, fourth and two.
0: Well, Coach, i tell you what, I was up in the press box watching and checking it out, but I would have done the exact same thing. Uh, There's no guarantee that you guys would have converted that fourth and two had you gone for it. But, you know, you got a heck of a kicker in Andrew Conrad. He was able to put it through. And, Coach, you know, you've relied on your defense all year. Your defense has stepped up for you all year. In the Grimsley game they stepped up. Mount Tabor they stepped up. So you got to kick that field goal, and you got to rely on the defense to step up and do exactly what they're doing. So don't you even think twice about that, Coach. You made the right call. <laughs> well, I appreciate Trust me, that was the right call. All right, well,
1: I'm glad one person <laughs> in Kernersville agrees with me. Well,
0: I'm sure Dez was agreeing with me on Friday night. We were both saying that's the right call for uh, sure. Good. <laughs> uh, coach, I know with Imani Marshall being out, the Eagles have had to alter the game plan a little bit, have some guys step up. But I do have a question conter- uh, concerning my man Chris Chaplin. Now, he's not very big. He's only like 155 pounds. But he was used at times in running plays that were going up the middle. And I'll be mm-hmm. honest with you, I was questioning those just because he's not a big guy. But he seems to be very quick and shifty. And what were your thoughts on how he was being used? And the reason that I asked is because I was hoping that you'd use him more on plays to the outside or possibly get him – on a mismatch, maybe with the linebacker sure. one-on-one, get him in the flats, get him in some space, and let him use that shiftiness to do his thing.
1: I'll, I'll let Boo answer this, but yeah, I, I did. My wife told me that you were questioning some of that stuff, so just so you know, people are listening out. My wife's like, "Man, they were killing you about running the ball certain times," but I, I don't know. You have to, have, Boo. What's the reasoning?
2: Um. I'd say with, with Amani going down, you know, um, down to, you know, Robin and Chap now, when we get in the rhythm, you know, the up tempo I mean, it just sometimes, you know, that's that's what Chris sure. has, to yeah. go, has to do. I mean, he has heart. He's not scared. He's going to stick his nose in there and everything. So that's what, I mean, you can't be one-dimensional with him just running outside. He has to be able to run between tackles sometimes. And that long play that he broke, I mean, that was a play – That was designed to go inside inside and he bounced it. Yeah, he bounced bounced it outside
0: off tackle, and he was rolling. And when I saw that, I said, man, if this guy, if we can get him in space, maybe throw him a little pass out in the flats and get him one-on-one with one of those linebackers, I said, man, Chris will burn him like the daylight but that's cool coach i i just wanted to know (laughs) listen when you're not coaching and you're down on the field you can make all kinds of calls you can make all kinds of suggestions you know no the big thing is like (laughs) coach
1: said is when we're in that tempo you know being a no huddle right we we pride ourselves that our whatever guys are out there they can play whatever position they want to and, and and you'd be surprised he does weigh you know 155 is probably generous um, he's, probably, he's lighter than 155. Probably, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's okay. that, that You want to say Mighty Mouse? That's Mighty Mouse. I mean, he he's got a heart of a lion. Oh yeah. And he honestly, he's one of our better blocking backs. He just he weighs about 140 pounds, 145. Mm-hmm. And, And um, but we pride ourselves that you no, know, you know, wherever you are, and we're in high tempo, it helps us so we don't have to switch personnel as much. And, and like Coach said, uh, that one long run, he bounced outside and. And we like to have that option that if you can't get it, to bail the bounce outside.
0: Right. Yeah. He was good at that one. Now, coach, each week you always talk about how important it is to cut down on the turnovers as well as the penalties. We did cut down on the turnovers a little bit this game. I think we only had one turnover, if I'm not mistaken. Now, how do you think the Eagles fared with with the amount of penalties and turnovers against Reagan this past well, Friday? Well,
1: yeah, we had the, the one bad interception in the end zone. You can't have that. We were that was a, that was a killer that if you want to take a spot the guy was open we just threw the ball a little late there um good play call just bad execution um that 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 was a killer if you want to look at one play that hurt us a lot Mm -hmm. um and then penalties uh obviously it's easy to cut down penalties when you usually get 200 yards in penalties (laughs) i I mean we didn't have as many but the pro. I, i think we only had like five or six penalties but they were at bad
0: times right and they were the 15-yarder. Yeah, the bad
1: day. times. I mean, it's just the the times we got them a hold. One time the ref said we moved the ball, and we watched it on the sidelines. And I almost like, we never moved the ball. Right. It, it was something Coach McGee was complaining about the whole game. And I guess the White Hat decided to call it one time. Right. So, we, you got technology now. We're there watching it. The right. kid never moved the football. And stuff like that irritates you a little bit sometimes with and but, uh, you know, we cut down on the penalties, no doubt about it. It's just we had penalties at the wrong time.
0: I got you. Now, Coach, you talked earlier about Hollingsworth, the quarterback for Reagan, and he's been in the Coach McGee system for the last four years, and he looked like a great athlete. What was he doing that may, that you saw may have caused the defensive problems? or What was he doing in the first half that you made adjustments to or attempted to make adjustments to to slow him down in the second half?
1: I mean, Gabe just he, – he, it's probably one of the best and I know Coach McGee told me this and I said it earlier. Probably one of the best throwing games Gabe's probably had. Um, the one thing about Gabe is he worked all summer. I mean, every time I was around in the spring, I saw that kid out throwing. He's a grinder. He's a great kid. He, dedicated, he didn't go out for the cross this past year and just wanted to fine tune his game. So I'm very happy for Gabe. I mean, I hate losing more than any human being in this world, I think but I'm happy for a good young man who, who did well. Um, he just made plays. Once again, I wish there was some great formula, but at the end of the day, they made more plays and, and Gabriel made some plays. I thought our defense made some adjustments in, in the second half It just that last drive. We just, we probably should have stayed more with what we were doing. Sometimes you out coach yourself and do things right. that uh, didn't get you there. We should have probably stayed with the things that got us there. and. Um, now, granted, we lost Jabez Gorm, number two. He was out in the second half, and you lose your field. Gen- I mean, he's our free safety, and all of a sudden, you lose your free safety, and that
0: that kills you.
1: And uh, McAllister was out, so we're missing
0: yeah, two of our mi- guys. I did miss seeing Javon McAllister out he, there. I was looking for him on special to, teams. He
1: had to sit out a game for some... What he, uh, uh, <laughs> he had a little
0: choice things. Yeah, that, he had opinions, opinions from, about the referee's yeah, calls at yeah, Glenn, right? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> he,
1: he didn't understand that he's a kid and I'm a coach and he doesn't understand why That's a right. coach can maybe complain more than a kid. But uh, So you're losing two of your seniors in the defense backfield. That's, that's not good when you're playing a, a four-year starter at quarterback. But that's you right. know what? Our guys that were in there, they did a heck of a job, and we're not going to use that as an excuse, and uh, we better buckle up for the Davy
0: quarterback. Oh, definitely. And, Coach, I'm going to mention it again. You made the right call down there uh, in the fourth quarter by going for the three. But I know there was no doubt in your mind that your defense will hold up for you. And sometimes, you know, I know you preach it all the time, that everybody has to do their job. And, you know, Friday night with less than a minute left in the ball game, you know, there was just a small letdown in the secondary. On two separate plays, the wide receivers were allowed to get behind the defensive backs. What happened right there? Was there a lack of communication? Were the defenders, you know, peaking in the backfield? What allowed those wide receivers to get behind the defense on those plays?
1: Uh, on the one, we, we the first one on the right, on their sideline closest to you guys, we missed the bump. Okay. He, he missed the bump, and the guy got off, free release. And once again, they throw it up. The guy makes a great catch on the sidelines, you know, a great, great place ball. And then on the second one, we kind of we were in a, 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 a cover two type thing. And, and once again, our, our, we didn't funnel the guy the way we were supposed to. We kind of let him outside release. And uh, we just didn't get over the top. And once again, now the, the quarterback made, I don't know if it was supposed to be a back shoulder throw the way they threw it, but the receiver makes a great adjustment. And, I, you know, now that I watch it on film, he did make the catch. I didn't think he did. Um, right, It either. was bang, bang. Obviously, he got the one in high school. It's one foot. So, um, you know, once again, they made a play and we but did. It. And it was a great play. You can't take anything away from Reagan. And, you know, the coverage wasn't terrible. They made a heck of a play.
0: Yeah, kudos to, to Reagan for the plays that they were the extra play that they were able to make. Coach, I do have to ask this right here at the end of the game. Quarterback got an unsportsmanlike penalty <laughs> on the very last play. I mean, was that out of frustration? Was there something else going on? What was happening right there? That was the last play of the game. I know he paid for it today. He won't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I that's was what, like, what, hey, that's what I was searching for, Coach. That's, that's why, exactly that's what was I was little, searching that's for. That's
2: why we was a little late getting
0: here
1: today. <laughs> Coach. So, Boo, Boo and Horton, we call them Horton's Hills, uh-huh. our offense coordinator.
0: Right there by the steps. Yeah, right over oh, yeah. there. So, we're running the hills. Yeah, I ran those a few fin- times.
1: Finally, bro. I'm on the phone putting out fires with another parent here about some other issue. All of a sudden, I'm looking over. I can't even see the dang players anymore. I got to go. I'm on the phone. I said, ma'am, hold on one second. I go tap Tab Horton. I said, dude, we can't even see the hill anymore. I mean, we need to probably get off it. So, uh, But you know what? The kids kept on doing it. They ate it up. Uh, you know, they sucked it up for, you know, as a team. We, the football is the greatest team sport in America. Oh, yeah. One guy can't win it. And but we we truly believe if one guy messes up everybody messes up and uh, you know I don't think I don't think we'll see that from Ty again I know he was frustrated um, he hates losing we all hate losing but right. uh, something like that can't happen and uh, it's unacceptable and uh, Alan Plaster came to my office today and let me know about it too <laughs> you know because so, right. at the end of the day. That falls on me being the head coach. I'm responsible for that. And uh, Well, Coach, know. I know
0: you teach him, and I know you tell him and mm-hmm. show him the right things to do, but a message to him from me, if you're related to him, tell him he can't act like class on Saturday. School on Saturday, no class. Correct. He can't act like that. I understand. That. You know, we can't do it.
1: They Like Coach Boo said uh, – I doubt uh, that probably will happen again. I, you, you never know with the youth of America these days. I know back <laughs> yeah. in the olden days it would never happen again. but oh, no, uh, not at all. You know, and, and he's disappointed. Now, Ty's disappointed in himself, no doubt about it. He's right. frustrated. He knows he did wrong. He knows um, there's colleges around that don't want to see that happening either. So, right. you know, I feel bad for the young man, but uh, he'll learn from it and he'll be better because of it.
0: Oh, definitely. He will. Well, Coach, you know, sometimes we have these hiccups, and it's all about resolve. Uh, so, Coach, you know, there is a four-way tie in the conference for first place. I think West Forsyth, Reagan, Glenn, and Davey, they are all 2-1 and one in the conference, and the Eagles are in fifth place at 1-2. and two. How far do the Eagles go into playoffs this year?
1: Man, we're still fighting for this conference, and the crazy thing is if things still work out, you if we win out and certain people lose, it could be a five-way tie for yeah. first still. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so, you know, playoffs, we'll, we'll worry about that when we get there. Yeah. We have a big game. We can we can uh, uh, get our playoff situation a lot better to have a big win this Friday for senior night, you know, to beat Davey, oh, yeah. get them. Then we're even with them, two and two. Um, you know, at the end of the day, Reagan and West plays each other, so they're going to be two and two. Right. Um, I think Glenn – is Glenn only got one loss to us right now? That is correct. Is that all? And I mm-hmm. think I think they got uh, – who do they got left? R- they they got Reynolds, Reynolds and um, – You still have to play West. And West. So, I mean, it, it's crazy, but we still got an outside shot. If we take care of business um, and win out here, we'll probably still have a chance at tying for first or being second or third. So, I mean, it, it's deal. a crazy thing. Um uh, we, we still got a lot to fight for, and, and we're still fighting about this conference, and, and we're worried about Davey, and then, you know, in three weeks, uh, if we can get healthy, I think we can make a very good, deep playoff run if we can get healthy.
0: Coach, I know you guys are going to get things back on track. I'm not even worried about it. You only have two losses. It's still a great record. So just keep coaching, doing what you do. Keep coaching up these young men and teaching them not only about football but about life, which is what you've been doing. So I appreciate you for that. For those of you out there tuning in, you are listening to The Nest with head football coach Todd Willard of the East Forsyth Fighting Eagles. I'm your host, Rod Funderburg. We are joined by running backs coach and head JV football coach Damian Boo. We are out here at East Coast Wings at 800 North Main Street in Kernersville. We're just sitting around snacking on some wings and talking a little Eagle football. Coach, has the Eagles put this loss to Reagan behind them? East Forsyth is now 7-2 and 1-2 and and in the Central Piedmont 4A Conference. East Forsyth is uh, sitting at fifth place, but like you said, they could be, all you have to do is win out, and there's a possibility there could be a five-way tie mm-hmm. in this deal here. The Eagles are still the defending state 4A champions, and they're headed into a contest with another tough opponent, in Davie War Eagles is coming Friday. So Davie is coming off a pretty disappointing loss to the Glenn Bobcats. You know, they lost by a score of 21-16. to And the Eagles will face Davie County at home at the Nest in Kernersville. It's also senior night in k Vegas, so we expect a full house on Friday night. You know, the kickoff time will be at 730, so we're looking for all Eagle fans and the whole town of Kernersville to be at the Nest on Friday night for the East Forsyth Eagles' last regular season home game, and we can send our seniors off with a bang. Now, the War Eagles are led by head coach Tim Devericks. Davy is five and four, and they're two and one in the conference. Despite Davy's record, they seem to have a pretty decent team. Coach, all four of their losses have been by four points or less. So Davy, they compete on the field. Mm-hmm. What should the Fighting Eagles expect from Tim Devrick's uh, program and his War Eagle football team on Friday night?
1: Um, they're very, very well coached. Tim does a great job. Um, they once again. Another great quarterback. We're gonna be facing another very good quarterback. Um, their offense, unlike a lot of teams we've been playing, their offense kind of makes them go. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a good defense, a couple big D linemen, but it's more of an offense-led team. Um, so we're gonna to have to find a way to slow them down. Um, you know, the the big thing is once again we gotta take care of us. Um, we we gotta stop giving up big plays. We gotta win third downs. Um, offensively, we've got to make some better adjustments quicker than we did probably in the Reagan game. Right. Um, you know, but the big thing is that they're going to sling the ball around. You know, it okay. looks like the forecast is going to, the rain's going to move out Thursday. that would be good. Um, so we'll have a sunny day, probably a sunny night. Uh, it's going to be a little colder. But uh, the seniors, you know, I told them today, what's your legacy going to be? Right. You know, and it's sometimes it's hard when you talk to young people, they don't understand. Um, a lot of people will remember you for what you did. And, right. uh, you know, the, these days you never get back, and I don't care what anybody says, anybody who played high school football, they give anything to go back just one week of their time to go back and be a high school football player and play on a Friday night. That's right. Uh, I talked to Danny O'Brien, Christian Beale, Madison Cohen, all these guys that play big-time football and they give anything to come back and play Friday night. I'm sure you'd even say you'd give anything to go back of play Friday night of in front of, of the stands. And, you know, we're hoping the seniors uh, understand that and uh, find a way to win Friday night.
0: Coach, I think they will. Coach Boo, you got a tough job. If the Davy War Eagles come out and they score some points, that means your running back's probably going to have to score some points too. And, you know, Coach said that it might be a little bit cooler. It's going to be cold. You know, that's when football gets real. That's when you run the ball and you play defense. What you got in store for your running backs during the week of practice that will lead them to a successful night on Friday night?
2: Um, really, I'm just trying to, you know, get get uh get our players, you know, in shape and and in form to get ready to run the ball a lot because you know, running the ball is what makes our offense go too. So mm-hmm. you know, uh, just just critiquing the little things, you know. You know, just having their shoulders squared to the line of scrimmage, and reading where the linebackers going to be, and how how they flow, because they have some they have some linebackers that you know that are real aggressive. They have some safeties that come down, you know, and uh, fill some 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 alleys, you know, in the running lanes and everything. So just being alert of those things, so we can be successful. In the running game, because that's why I tell them on film. I said, "What what to look at?" You know, some young guys, you know, they watch film but don't really know what they're looking at. Right. So just just teaching them to look at little little things like that, you know. So just to just to have us ready, you know, to to run to be successful in the running game on Friday.
0: So it's safe to say you will have our running backs ready to roll oh on yeah. Friday. Oh yes. Oh All yes. Right. Sir. That's Sounds that's for good. Sure. Sounds good. Now, Coach, we know when those kids line up on the field, every time the Eagles face an opponent. They want to knock them off because they're the defending state champions. Do you guys feel the same way about the coaching staffs you face? Do those coaching staffs want to knock you guys off just for the simple fact you're the state champions as well? And do they talk about it too?
1: Oh, gosh, yeah. There's a lot of smack talk. I don't know, even on the JV level, you'd be surprised on the JV level. I mean, it's serious, man. And, uh, you know, Josh is a buddy of mine. Um, you know, the first time he beat up beat us. And, Boy, you did. You would have thought they won the dang Super Bowl again. I mean, it was ridiculous. But, I, I, I under, hey, I understand at one time we were that program. Not not that they're down. Don't get me wrong there. Right. But we used to celebrate after we, you know, for a while there. And there are certain teams. Once again, I, I it's flattering to think that we are everybody's Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But the bad thing is you got to be ready. I mean, and our kids this year don't quite understand that. Uh, you know, sometimes I think they – they think everybody's going to play the same. And, you know, people are going to amp up a couple more notches when they play East Forsyth. You know, Davey's going to amp it up a little bit because you are. You're going in to play the the, the state champions. That's, That's right. a big thing. Uh, these kids at the end of the day will, whether they don't, whether Reagan or West ever goes on, these seniors will say, hey, we beat the state champions. That's right. You know, and it's a big thing. And the youth don't understand that anymore. And, um, you know, so. Well, it, it's a it's a flattering thing, but, boy, the coach, you know, it's tough now because two of the coaches that I probably talk to most is uh, Adrian Snow and Josh McGee, and to lose to both, man. Oh, man. And my wife talks. It, it's it's rough now. It gets rough. <laughs> 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 well,
0: Coach, just a lot, to- lot of egos, man, a <laughs> lot of egos. Coach, as soon as you start winning, it'll get better. I promise you. But it's only two losses again. The guys are still doing great. You guys are coaching great. It's only two losses. That's all it is, Coach. That's it. And although you guys lost, you still look good out there doing it. So, Coach, I got to ask you, what are the Eagles going to be wearing this weekend on senior night, on Friday night? What are we wearing?
1: Coach Willard is making the decision so the players can know. I know we are going all blue. We're coming after people, blue, blue. And blue, blue helmets, I blue like shoulder that. pads, blue everything, knock them black and blue, everything's blue. That's uh, no black jerseys, though, just black and blue. I know you guys don't want those black jerseys, so we're going blue, 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 blue.
2: That's, that's what you know we mean business, coming out all blue.
0: <laughs> yes, sir, I like that. Blue on blue has always looked good on the Eagles, man, always looked good. I can't wait to see you guys come out on Friday night, and I know you will play as well as you're going to look. And, Coach, my sentiments remain the same. I feel as long as you play well, there's nobody out there who can beat you. So continue to grind how the guy's doing what they do. And I think all our fans will walk away satisfied and happy on Friday night. Is there anything you guys want to share with us about this game coming up or about senior night or any specific player you want to give a shout-out to uh, before we move on to our next phase? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm just,
1: you know, being a coach, it, it's crazy. Being a head coach, it's just different. Most head coaches will understand it's it's tough after a loss, you know. And I take it very personal. I, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I, you know, you joke about it, but I do feel like, uh, you know, I represent Kernersville. Right. And, you know, I feel I let the whole city down when, when things happen. I feel like I let players, parents, you know, kids down. So, you know, back at the grind, just, just trying to – Get it right, but I appreciate all the fans that do stay true. You know, there's a lot of bandwagon fans oh, here yeah. and there, and oh, yeah. but the ones that stay true, and and the parents that support us, and the fans that support us, and the people that really understand football, they understand what's going on. You right. know, I, I really appreciate that. I appreciate our crowd, and I tell you what, I, I was worried about coming in tonight, but I see we got a lot of people here that came out the East Coast wings oh, yeah. again, and and you know, so I'm just happy. Because it's sometimes I lose sight of what it's most important. I, and I remember you, the last couple of players I've had on. You ask them about the grades. Oh yeah. And I went through and talked to some of the coaches. Sometimes you worry so much about winning, you forget about the small picture, or the real, the bigger picture about making better men out of these boys. And That's right. um, you know we had a coaches meeting, and you know I kind of let the coaches know I felt like I've let them down a little bit. We're gonna fix that stuff, and we're gonna fix it now. And we're gonna move forward. We're gonna make uh, better men out of these kids, and starts in the classroom and their behavior and the character. So that's why we went to Horton's Hills today. Right. That was one of the big things, is, is to fix uh, fix the character problems we have with some of the with some of the athletes. And that's my fault because I've allowed it to happen. And uh, I promised Coach Plaster, our AD, that that won't happen again. And with that being said, will you pass me some uh, ranch or something down there? <laughs> there
0: you go. Sitting that ranch on down. And yeah, well, Coach, just, don't worry about it. We know we're going to get you back on, on track here. Right. Go ahead,
2: Coach Booth. And I was just saying, I just hope, uh, I'm just looking forward to the response that we get from our kids, you know, taking that second loss. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of them playing varsity, like like Ty, he's only lost two high school games, you know, his whole right. career. So, just looking forward to, you know, seeing how they react to this and coming in a big game like this and still believing that we have we have some season. We have a lot of football to be playing. And, you know, that's what um, you, you can tell a lot about some kids and the team based off of how, how they respond to
0: adversity. You're exactly right. And, and, coaches, I know y'all are going to have them I know you're going to have their minds right. And I know they're going to be right physically on the field. And uh, you just have to keep doing what you do. You know, you guys – have have lost a couple of games, and I attribute it more, and I know you won't say it, but it's definitely more to injuries. i played football. I understand football. And people and Eagle fans out there who may not understand, there's a reason that there's an injury report in pro football. Yeah, There is a reason for an injury report because it affects the game, period. Yeah. It does. No That's just part of the game. No doubt about it. You know, it. but thank you guys for all that you're doing. And everyone out there who's tuning in, you're listening to The Nest with Head, Football Coach Todd Willard of the East Forsyth Fighting Eagles. I'm your host, Rod Funderburg. We're joined by running backs, coach and head, JV football coach Damian Boo. We're out here at East Coast Wings, located at 800 North Main Street in K-Vegas. And we're just sitting around talking about the matchup coming up between the Davie War Eagles and the East Forsyth Fighting Eagles this upcoming Friday night at 730. So make sure you are there for this matchup, all of Kernersville. Coach, before we wrap this thing up, we're going to do what we always do. We're going to talk a little college football. And you know, we're going to start with the hometown Deeks. The Deeks are facing the NC State Wolfpack on Saturday. And you know, the Deeks are averaging about right at 39 points per game this season and over 500 yards in total offense. What are your thoughts on this game?
1: Well, I. I gotta be careful now, cause I think Coach Clawson's listening to our show every once in a while. So <laughs> I had talked to him the other day. He stopped by the school, and uh, and uh, you know, I, 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 once again, it's a home game. It's a Friday night or Saturday night game, so it's kind of spotlight for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got Khalid down there uh, in Wolfpack Land, but I'm gonna stay true with our home digs. They just find a way to win. Somehow, um, they can find a way. Um, to win, and and Khalid's uh, used his four games, you know, that new uh, red shirt thing, so he's red shirted now, so I guess I can kind of pull for the Deeks here, and Khalid won't get mad at me, So, (laughs) but I'm going to pick the Deeks, and it's going to be a close one, though, very close one.
0: Coach, I'm picking the Deeks. I don't know how close it's going to be, but I don't anticipate the NC State Wolfpack scoring any more than 16 points. I just don't. Woo, yes, like sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Coach Boo, you got a favorite college team? Oh, yes. I have a favorite college team. Who you got? Wake Forest, baby. Wake Forest. All right. I well, have... talk to me about the <laughs> game. What think, you what Did you think your thinking? dad go to, yeah, Wake... Dad his, his dad to play.
2: yeah, Wake Forest? His dad played at that Wake right. Forest. That's right. Nice. nice. That's the only team I know, Wake Forest. So. Good deal. <laughs> have you spent much time on the campus over there? Yes, I, I have since I've been little. So, I know that. Nice. Like the back of
0: my hands. So. Okay. So, what are your predictions for Wake Forest the rest of this season?
2: Um. I feel like we're going to finish out strong just like how we've uh, started the season. Um, you know, that's that's been Wake's problem, you know, for a while, you know, just finishing strong mm-hmm. in in games and in the season. So, but our, our offense is, is a high-powered offense they got. And um, I believe this this could be a turning point in the, in the, in the Clawson era. Oh, so yeah, Clawson is, we
0: Clawson is doing his thing over yep. there. I think they got the right man for that program. Yes, and sir. Hope they keep him around and treat him right. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Well, Coach, we're gonna turn on over to you know my favorite team, the Tar Heels. We're back at 500, Coach. We're sitting at four and four. I, I picked them last week, right? Yeah, you picked I them did. last oh, week, right? Two we, hey, we zero again. We won homecoming, man. That, oh, that's right. Yeah, right. that's right. Yeah, that's last, right yeah. last play of the game, uh, right. Chaz Surratt mm. uh, had the interception that's on the right. goal line. I yeah. said
1: Mac was gonna be ringing the bell and doing yeah, the dance. That's, that's right. That's right. We got the we
0: got the bell back, so. Hey, man, we're happy right now. This weekend we got the Virginia Cavaliers. So, can the Cavaliers beat or can UNC beat the Cavaliers and possibly make a road track straight to a bowl game this year? Will Carolina make a bowl game? I think you have to have six wins to be eligible, right? Six wins. We're four yeah. and four. Can we make a bowl game, the Tar Heels? Talk to me, coaches. Ooh.
2: Hey, it's going to be a tough one, man. It's going to be a tough one. Where do they play it, Virginia at? Yeah, that's what Virginia. Look- it's a
0: home game, 730.
2: Yeah, they they get it because Virginia. I think it's, it's blackout tough. night too. And Virginia's coming off a, a tough loss too, so um, never know. I, I feel
0: that's toss up right there. Yeah, now, well, but. hopefully Virginia's a little banged up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: a, I'm gonna pull for Carolina. I'm gonna go with the the heels again. I'm gonna I'm gonna even go out to say that. I believe Max going to become bowl eligible in a few weeks.
0: Ooh. Oh, nice, Coach. God bless you. Ooh. I appreciate that. I sure am hoping that we are because yeah. I want to go somewhere. i got to see my Tar Heels play in hey, December. At the end of the day, I pull for all the Carolina teams. Yes, sir. So,
1: hey, if they can – the more uh, North Carolina teams we got in there, the better for our state.
0: That's right. You're exactly right. I know Wake Forest is eligible, so... Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> Wake Forest has been eligible, what, almost two weeks ago. <laughs> hey, uh, Wake Go Forest Deeks. is rolling. Yes, sir. Go Deeks. Coach, as you know, it's still Panthers country, NFL time. Panthers took a huge loss, 51-13. to And they are now 4-1 without Cam Newton. Now, the 49ers, at the beginning of the season, I thought maybe they were pretenders. But I think now they really might be contenders. They look good. But one of the things that Ron Rivera is running is that 3-4 defense. So I want to ask you some coaching strategies. Uh-oh. In in my opinion, the 3-4 defense has always left slight little running lanes that are easy to just get through and sneak through there. Do you think Coach Rivera, when he's taking on, you know, teams that run the ball like the 49ers, should they move into a four-three, or should they remain in that three-four defense? What y'all think? Man, it's you know that's a whole different level right there. Now <laughs> I mean,
1: it, usually they can they can hire their dudes who they fit that scheme of a three-four. They did have a hard time stopping the run. Um, that's why you know we're talking to. Them. If we could get Mac, I would trade Cam. That's the only way I get rid of Cam is for Mac because mm-hmm. of s- certain situations like that. But. You know, once you get running and sometimes in a, in a three-man front, we love seeing three-man fronts in high school because <clears throat> we like to run the oh, football. Yeah, that's right. We really think you can crease some things. So You can. Um, you know, if you don't have the right personnel. And, and the 49ers are for real. I, you know, until till then I was kind of thinking maybe they were pretending, but, hey, they're
0: for real. Yes, sir, they are. And they're the only undefeated team in the nfc and i think the patriots are the only t- undefeated team in the afc correct correct yep. hey they, there might be a b-line those two might be hitting on the collision course you never know well coach moving on the nfl trade deadlines coming up a lot of movement's been going on uh, jalen ramsey went from the east coast to the west coast mm-hmm. uh from jacksonville to the rams i think key to went from the rams to the miami dolphins your Green Bay Packers oh, didn't make. It. I didn't know yes, that one. Poor, yes, sir. poor guy. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's in trouble. Your rank. Your Green Bay Packers didn't make any moves this season. Not one move. Are you satisfied with the Packers not making any midseason trades? And then this is a two-part question: Is running back Jones? He's the man out there. So, is he making the running back position more valuable again? If you've seen the way he's been performing. Yeah,
1: I tell you what, I, I'm i kind of happy. Usually I'm upset with the Packers because they don't do enough. Right. When we finally did this offseason. We finally did a bunch of moves. I like our team. We the, the injuries haven't been bad. So, I think they did a good job not necessarily panicking or just trying to trade somebody just to trade. Mm-hmm. Um, but the funny thing is I was – me and dad were in the car today going to his treatment and we started talking about the running back Man, he just runs hard man you give that guy the ball on the two or three yard line it's like it's automatic and he can catch he can catch he he, and he just he's only going to get better i mean there's no doubt he is one of the you know and i know you don't want to get all hyped on a guy just but right now, he's one of the top running backs in the league, no doubt about it.
0: Coach, I've seen him carve up some defense that were supposed to be pretty special, we including carved, my Cowboys. Man. I mean, this guy here, he's something special. I think he and had I, a 3 like
1: packet against the Cowboys. Or now, was coach, we ain't got to get into all okay, that.
2: Okay, my
0: bad. <laughs> <laughs> See, Coach, you want to bring up old stuff. Yeah. Coach Boo, you hear him bringing up old <laughs> my stuff. My bad, my bad. I, I got, I got, I've, I've, had a, I've had a rough couple three weeks here. I understand, a rough three Coach. Yeah. coach. Got to make he myself did. feel better. He did. He had a three-pack. He was rolling against the boys. He really was. Well, Coach Willard, Coach Boo, that's going to do it for our time here on the Nest. Thank you guys for being here, and and thank you for all that you do for our Eagles. I want to say good luck to both of you guys this coming Friday against the Davy War Eagles. I know you're going to do well. Just keep doing what you do. And Eagle family out there, we look forward to seeing you next week for another edition of the Nest with head football coach Todd Willard And if you guys aren't doing anything next Tuesday, we'll be here at 730 at East Coast Wings. So we'd love for you to come out, hang out with us, meet Coach Todd Willard, shake his hand and do what you do. If you have any questions for him, you're more than welcome to ask him and his staff anything you'd like. I'm your host, Rod Funderburg. Thank you for listening and continue to enjoy this East Forsyth football season. Join us at East Coast Wings & Grill for craft wings, beer, burgers, skillets, flatbreads and more. We use the best ingredients to create signature dishes like our award-winning wings made your way. Eat, unwind and celebrate good times at your local East Coast Wings & Grill.